Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Good morning, everyone. This is Jeremy Evans, your host of Believe in Sports Law via the Believe Podcast Network. I'm happy to be with you here today and hope that you enjoy this episode where we're going to be talking about the three ways businesses must adapt. And this is through the lens of sort of uh, current events and what's going on, but I think this is applicable, um, you know, down the road as well. And this is something, you know, again, it's the sort of the old uh, Clint Eastwood line from uh, Heartbreak Ridge where he says that, you know, this talking about Marines and he says, you're Marines now, you must, you know, sort of adapt and um, improvise and overcome. And so I, I think ultimately businesses work in that same vein, right? So with everything that's been going on, I think the idea here is to sort of uh, uh, make this simple and uh, sort of bring it back to its core in terms of uh, what makes a business run and, and um, you know, really just sort of getting back to the idea that, you know, ultimately if you want to be successful, uh, you're going to have to, uh, you're going to have to adapt. And, um, you know, in some sense it's the people of the world sort of forge into the future, um, you know, businesses must find ways to adapt and uh, ultimately uh, adapt to meet the customer where they listen, where they watch, where they spend uh, in terms of content or buying merchandise or wherever it might be. And of course, with any sort of challenge, there comes opportunities, right? And, um, you know, it's sort of the ability to change and adapt is what is going to make someone be able to survive and be successful. And, you know, of course, one thing is certain, you know, circumstances uh, sometimes force change uh, sooner than we sort of thought or believed it might happen. And that's going to be one of the reasons we'll get into the first reason, actually, um, for uh, sort of the three ways businesses must adapt. And the, um, you know, so, of course, the world today is is a lot different than the one we sort of, you know, knew yesterday and the sort of... Um, proverbial sense, right? It's, um, you know, when we sort of turn the clock on 2020, we thought, um, you know, sort of maybe had certain expectations, but, uh, in times of uncertainty, you know, businesses, you know, need to find ways to reach existing and new customers. And of course people change their habits all the time, or at least maybe they're encouraged to change them. Uh, or they gain new habits, or they're encouraged to sort of look at new things. And so uh, in that sense, businesses can find ways to meet uh, those habits or those necessities of life, right? So I think the first thing we'll look at is this idea of um, digital transformation. And this is sort of this idea of the digital revolution. And a lot of this has already been going on, and a lot of businesses have really updated their sort of processes and are moving into sort of artificial intelligence and using data and analytics and technology to sort of make their companies more efficient and productive. And so where we're at today with employees and students and businesses and schools, and most everybody working from home, at least for the um, immediate and short term, you know, internet connection is you know, obviously the proverbial sort of highway uh, to, to sustained and uh, continued growth. And, um, you know, for example, AT&T's CEO, Randall Stevenson, 
was quoted recently in a Verge article where he said that mobile volumes were up 40% and Wi-Fi calling volumes were up 100%. So obviously this is having an effect on the sort of the internet network. And, you know, so what does that mean practically? It means that companies are going to need to continue to invest in 5G technology and new technology to compete and really to keep up with demand, right? And of course, so this is sort of where you have a situation where, um, you know, ultimately current circumstances sort of change what's going on, right? And change the need for something. So the ability to adapt is going to be very important there. And uh, of course, the change agent agent provides that sort of these investments and preparedness arrive sooner than maybe what was initially expected. And I sort of, I will say that a silver lining in all of this is that governments, academic institutions, businesses, and people uh, will maybe shed the fear out of moving online, uh, really from a necessity standpoint, uh, which will eventually become the efficient way of doing things. And, um, you know, because for many industries, there's a stigmatism of doing things online, right? For safety, privacy, you know, whatever it might be, or just a, um, a sort of lack of experience with the technology or lack of understanding. And so I think ultimately investing in those technologies is going to be a big thing going forward. Now, one of the other big issues that's been talked about is this idea of sort of force majeure clauses, right? And this is where an act of God essentially prevents a contract from being, um, um, you know, sort of acted out or, uh, you know, the parties doing their responsibilities or doing what they signed up to do or one party not being able to. You know, and I think what's been interesting is there was this great article in uh, Digiday where it talked about, you know, sort of television is traditionally um, the live sports is where sort of a lot of the advertisement dollars go because that's where the viewership numbers are. Well, of course, with live sports being on hold, you know, advertisers and businesses have been looking at, you know, redirecting dollars to, you know, different inventory controlled by TV network postponing deals or even canceling certain deals as these things are going on. But, you know, ultimately in that sort of dark cloud of uncertainty, uh, there is a bright opportunity. And, um, you know, specifically uh, in that same Digiday article, they reported that as viewership, viewership continues to shift to streaming, TV networks are forced to find ways to get their advertisers to follow suit without exchanging the proverbial linear linear dollars for digital pennies, right? And the point there is is that generally it's been that you know again live sports has been the dominant player when it comes to advertising dollars and viewers, and those two are you know uh, inextricably, inextricably uh, you know linked. Um, that ultimately, as people are staying home, there's a shift to people streaming a lot more, and that creates opportunity, right? So. Uh, for example, Verizon reported that its gaming is up 75% over its networks. Video streaming is up over 20, uh, 12%. And overall web traffic uh, over uh, is up over 20%. And that's just one company reporting that. Fox and uh, other companies have offered content for free in the streaming variety. Normally, you have to have like a cable package, uh, but now they're allowing you to just access it for free. Theatrical windows are either shrinking or being cut altogether. 
Uh, Twitch has become a great platform for concerts and musical distribution. Um, the Big Three Basketball uh, League is looking to implement a test-first approach uh, to hosting a live event with full digital distribution. And interesting to that point is the National Basketball Association Commissioner Adam Silver was recently interviewed in, uh, uh, via an ESPN article and he says that 99% of people consume their game through some sort of media platform. And it's only a tiny percentage of fans who actually show up to the arenas. So frankly, the market is already there. And uh, ultimately, it's just a matter of putting the resources towards that market, right? And meeting people where they're at. So again, this means practically that businesses are going to have to invest and spend for capital costs now in terms of technology and offering freebies for eyeballs. Um, for you know viewership um, to eventually turn that model into a subscription-based platform uh, as people and the economy in general rebound. You know, and for example, you look at Zoom and how powerful that platform is now. How many schools and businesses and governments are using it to do business, and you know, ultimately, is something that probably should have happened a while ago, uh, just for efficiency purposes. But it, it's sort of helping to move to the digital distribution. So folks, right now we're going to take a, a quick uh, commercial break and then we'll get back into reasons two and three. True classic tees via the Believe Podcast Network. These are some great tees, folks. Uh, classic tees, super excited about our new sponsor. You know, ultimately, you know, uh, styles do change. Um, and, uh, you know, t-shirts are a great way for something to wear around the house or whatever you're doing. Even some folks like to wear them. Uh, in a more formal fashion with a sport coat or whatever it might be. But they're definitely on the rise. And, uh, you know, specifically with these classic tees, um, uh, Believe tells me they're, um, they're soft, they hold up in the wash, incredibly versatile. Uh, you can wear them out, you can wear them to work, wear them around the house, uh, frankly, more around the house these days. And the best part, uh, they're incredibly inexpensive. They're only $15, and you can get them for even less with our call to action today. So go to trueclassictees.com and use the code at checkout, believe, B-L-E-A-V, for 20% off. That's B-L-E-A-V at trueclassictees.com for 20% off. BetOnline.com. You know, obviously, with everything going on these days, uh, there's uh, some betting opportunities that are still out there. If you're interested in this, Obviously, no live sports with regard to the NBA or NHL or MLB. Uh, but that being said, uh, there's still mixed martial arts. There's American Idol. There's the elections. There's the spelling bee. There's even a poker series that's going on. Uh, there's a lot of fun to be had at betonline.ag. And use the promo code MYPOD100, so M-Y-P-O-D-1-0-0, to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. BetOnline, the fun never ends. Folks, really excited about this. This is uh, uh, LinkedIn LinkedIn Jobs. It is such a uh, terrific platform. Uh, I've heard a lot of success stories about this. Um, the perfect hire can have an impact on your business for years to come. And the only place to find the perfect hire is on LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has over 675 million members worldwide. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with hand and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. 
LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. It's no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds with LinkedIn. And why companies rated LinkedIn jobs the number one hiring platform for for delivering quality hires. So folks, find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash team. Again, that's linkedin.com slash team to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions do apply. So folks, back to our show here, and we'll get into reasons two and three of why businesses must uh, adapt. And we first obviously talked about the digital transformation and, and revolution and what's going on there and how businesses must adapt to that and invest in technology. Secondly is civic engagement. You know, many companies now are acting from a benevolent heart and minds in terms of giving back and helping employees in the public. And, you know, corporate responsibility has been increasingly a part of the American culture um, for the last five years or so. And tragedy and uncertainty obviously brings people together and companies together. And, um, you know, ultimately when you're calling an Uber or a Lyft ride and you can sort of see that uh, there's calls to action there, and, uh, and frankly, in terms of giving back and those types of things, right, offering free rides, um, you know, for, uh, for certain projects and stuff like that. So obviously in this change, there's a higher road to seek. And I think where we can all get on the same boat here is where people act out of their goodness of their hearts and out of a sense of personal freedom and liberty. So that's number two. Civic, we're going to see more civic engagement and, and civic engagement will be increased and something businesses should look to be doing already. Uh, lastly, is focus of the heart and family. And, you know, spending more time with loved ones is now, as the new saying goes, the new normal. Uh, and, and, you know, frankly, in life, how often have the words, uh, too bad it took this, the proverbial this, you know, funeral, whatever it might be to bring people together. I mean, how often has that been uttered at some event? And, and frankly, this uh, current events is no different than that. And sort of in the vein of civic engagement, you know, current events are like, is like a reset of your Wi-Fi router, right? You know, everyone and everything needs a reboot. And, you know, companies are look, um, may look to account for this as they rebuild their telecommuting policies and the ability to work from home. And, you know, interestingly enough, as someone who, um, you know, runs their own law practice and does work from home, uh, you know, majority of the time, you know, it really is about, um, you know, basically having discipline and purpose. And so working from home with that discipline and purpose, you create opportunities for yourself to be more efficient and to be more happier. And frankly, from a business standpoint, it saves on a tremendous amount of cost, uh, namely uh, saving on travel expenses like gas, insurance, and car payments, avoiding accidents, increasing time spent not commuting or during water, water cooler chit-chat, I think one of the biggest things I experienced in running, starting my own business and moving from an office to a home office was the amount of work I got done, you know, because when you're in an office, you tend to sort of um, chit chat or visit or whatever it might be, or take longer lunches, that sort of thing. So in some sense, I think it could add to efficiency and productivity. Uh, you know, home expenses can be a write-off for your taxes, uh, saving all Americans, um, you know, a significant amount of money. Uh, safety is increased, and of course, productivity can be measured through technology 
and uh, the implementation of ethically implemented artificial intelligence, data and analytics, where the focus is on people and the ability to help people perform better. Now, of course, with all the, the above being said, the idea of digital transformation and the digital revolution, investing in technology, looking for uh, new and innovative ways to deliver content, looking at civic engagement as a corporate responsibility, and looking at the focus uh, of the heart and on, on, on family. These are sort of three trends that businesses must adapt to as we sort of forge into the future. Of course, there's going to be counterpoints to everything here, right? You know, uh, being at home and having kids and uh, being around your spouse, you know, those sorts of things where it creates additional sort of um, opportunities or people might say hurdles where you sort of have to deal with those things, right? But, and, and of course, the other idea here is, is that anytime you're restricted, it really goes against every fiber of the American spirit, right? And so I think there's two, two points here to take away as we close this week's show. And it's that knowing what and who one is fighting for, I think is really the motor that drives everyone to the future, including businesses. And I think knowing that digital transformation and a new way of doing business or better said, an additional way of doing business is the wave of the future. So folks, uh, that was this week's episode, episode 12. Today was Monday, uh, March 23rd. Wishing you a great week and look forward to being back with you next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.